Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping a small church fulfill the big mission. My name's Brian, and I am your tour guide for today. I also happen to be a small church pastor, so I'm right here in the trenches with you. You know who else is here in the trenches with you? These two knuckleheads I got with me, Reverend and Great Right Reverend Colby and Joey. What's up, guys? <laughs> well, I'm prepared for that question. <laughs> Joey, I'm how trying you doing? to figure out which one was the Reverend and which one was the Great Right Reverend. <laughs> yeah, you so guys got to fight it's it. Gotta out. Got to be you because I, I got to be the Reverend. No, I don't no, even, no, I don't no. even like being called Reverend. I don't like it. But anyway, I hear you. Well, that, well, Reverend Shark, sir, how you doing, brother? I my life is dope, and I do dope. And I things. do dope things. All right, so. Reverend Joey, awesome and high and lifted up one. How are you doing? I don't know about him, but I'm blessed. Oh, 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 oh yeah. <laughs> See, I love he's, it. Their, he's the right. That's it. That's why we got it. Yeah, that's it. We did the right thing. So, Kobe, you got to explain that. I, I'm dope and I do dope stuff. What's up with that? So, man? I'm going to actually talk about the book here in a little bit. Uh, soundtracks. Oh, did I let the cat out of the no, bag? No, you didn't. It's, okay. it's good. So, it's Soundtracks by John Acuff. I, I just bought it, listened to the audio book. And so, whenever I listen to an audio book, if it's a really good audio book, I buy the book. And, and I bought the book because soundtracks is just, it's really good. And, and it's about changing the soundtracks that play in your mind. So many times we got negative soundtracks in our mind. Mm, well, he's telling true. us, he's telling a story about, um, uh, Dave Chappelle and, uh, Kanye West are hanging out and they're watching some old clips of, uh, Dave Chappelle show that Chappelle didn't get, show. Didn't get uh, aired. I shouldn't and have said that. People now are going to turn They know you off. watched it, right? <laughs> so, so anyway, it, it was, this was, this was back in, this is right, back sorry, when they sorry. were Christian shows, right? That's, yeah, that's it. Wink, yeah. wink. <laughs> anyway, um, so Kanye West is there and, and he gets a phone call and, Dave Chappelle is telling this story to Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show. And he says that this is before Kanye West became big, right? And so he gets a phone call and he says, no, I'm not going to do that because my life is dope and I do dope Still in the blank. Right? So I do dope stuff. And so uh, John Acuff is telling this story in his book and it's like, you know what? I need to adopt the positive mindset. I do. My life is dope. It, it is. My my life is great. It really is. I've got great things going on in it. Uh, I need to continuously remind myself that my life is dope and I do dope things. I like it. And so that's, uh, I am trying to adopt that positive mindset. The things that happen that are negative, hey, listen, they'll roll off. We'll, we'll go ahead and deal with those and, and let's stay on the positive side. Let's change the soundtracks yeah. at play. I like it, man. Yeah. I like it. You know that I've always heard what you constantly hear, you eventually believe. Yeah. And I think we need to change the narrative of how we talk to ourselves and how Absolutely. we talk about ourselves, which speaking of rolls right into the talk topic, about huh? a perfect segue. <laughs> it's almost like we planned that. And normally we do plan stuff, but we didn't we plan, didn't plan that one. one. So thank you, Lord. So today we're ending this series. We've been in about tough lessons that ministry has taught us. And many of those lessons we've learned cerebrally. But it's taken years of ministry to beat that into us. And uh, I think this is one of those ones, <clears throat> excuse me, as I get choked up today as we're talking. I think that today's topic is really one that's going to hit close to home for a lot of us. And that is, you're not as good as you think you are, but you're also not as bad as you think you are. I like that dramatic pause. Right? Yes. yes. Pause for effect. Pause for effect. See, I've been, I've been going to this improv class on Friday nights. And I've been learning how to improv. There's just one really weird guy in the class, though. Everything turns into this secret agent thing, and he's always got a gun. It's really weird guns. like that. But, yeah, so you're not as good as you think you are, 
but you're also not as bad as you think you are. Colby, you're taking the, the, the reins for this one. Take us there, brother. I'm going to do my best on this one because uh, I know that I don't want to, like, uh, point fingers at, at people and, uh, and, and you know, call out names, so we won't be calling out any names on this. But we all know people that are like this. They they think that they are the bee's knees, right, that, that uh, they're it. And, you know, you're not as good as you think you are. And I, I, I don't want to bash people over this because, you know, I don't want you to sit there and say, well, I'm horrible because we're going to get to that part as well. Yeah. Uh, but we need to be humble. Mm. You know, I, I wrote down humble leadership. I mean, we've, we are, we are good. And, and, and I don't really care. I know no, none is good. Right. So, um, there's none righteous. No, not one. <laughs> Sorry. So, so I, I know that. I know that. Let me um, say. That, so, so Babylon B is hilarious. It is, and they have one article where a Calvinist dog lectures its owner that there is no good boy, and I'm like, that is beautiful. That is, I love the Babylon B. All right. So. so, so you know, we're 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 good. Listen, we do we do a lot of good things, and um, we we try to to minister to people, and and I know the small church pastor out there is. Every day doing something, mm. and and so I don't want to don't want to minimize the good that you're doing, but be humble about it. Yeah. You know, some of those some of those people that uh, are out there, you just look at them and you're like, man, you know. And we we know some, we know some that that have been that way. Dude, we've probably, I've been, I'm we've that probably way. been that way a yeah. time or two. And Joey's and, awfully quiet over there, isn't he? <laughs> He's just waiting for a point where I say, Joey, what do you think? <laughs> so, Joey, what do you think? Uh, no, um, so it, it's humble leadership, you know, because we do have those times where. Uh, we can stand up there and give like the greatest message we've ever given. That sermon was like spot on. I pronounced every word in Leviticus properly. You know, I had no problems. Never mind. You're now the right, awesome, holy one now. (laughs) Never mind, Joey. I take the title from you and give it to him. This is all, this is all just, you know, it's, it's, it's facetious really because it's not, uh, I before fake Joey. Before Um, I have said some, (laughs) (laughs) got him. I have actually tried to pronounce some names from the Old Testament before, and my tongue has literally turned into a pretzel. I love it when people read and they'll say that uh, D begot J, J begot L. Okay, y'all are talking about me. So, I can't pronounce those names. I'm just going to say. We're going to get to that bad part here in a little bit. But uh, humble leadership. I mean, what do you guys think of when you hear humble leadership? I honestly think of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Absolutely. The rest of the podcast, you're just going to pray for me. I, I'll tell you what I think of when I think of humble leadership. And she doesn't listen to our podcast, so it's not going to be branding points for me. But I think of my wife. Yeah. My wife is the most behind the scenes, doesn't need credit leader that I've probably ever met. And she challenges me so much with all that she does. And uh, that's what I think about. I think about, I, I heard Erwin McManus say, let me pick that name up. I just dropped. I heard him say at a conference not too long ago that what would it look like if we had invisible leadership, if we didn't care who got the credit? And when like the CSI people show up to investigate our leadership, they couldn't find our fingerprints anywhere. And like, that's humble leadership. That's what my wife is. She's just there day in and day out. And she's grinding and doing the work and not caring about the credit for the work. I think she's uh, also freaking smoking hot, but anyway, it's uh, hard to be humble uh, when, when you're perfect, perfect in every, every way. way. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, the young guy across the table there, he's looking at us I like, what are you no talking idea. about? I need to Google that. I don't know. I'm just, oh, Lord, seriously. Lord. What is that? 
It, it's a song. A song? Now I'm now I'm feeling really significantly, significantly older. older than uh, yeah. everybody else here. Really? Um, is that a church song? Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble <laughs> when you're perfect in every way. Yeah, this is sorry to I be can, singing, folks. I can hear like the double clap. <laughs> yeah, it's banjos and everything, man. It's yes. awful. Yeah. Um, it was on Hee Haw, wasn't it? I, hey, I, I don't, don't know. Remember. I remember Hee Haw. I was a I little remember. kid, but I remember Hee Haw. I don't remember. I was a little kid too. Not him. He was no. significantly. I, I mean, he, he was on Hee Haw. <laughs> All right, let's get back in. Joey, what do you think of when I say humble leadership? I have been falsely humble in, in, in false humility before, and then I have, mm. uh, uh, I have been arrogant. I need to learn how to be truly humble. Mm-hmm. And that is not the easiest Bro, task in the world. I just said my wife, and you missed an opportunity to say your wife. I'm trying to help you guys, man. Oh. I haven't got my it. wife. Don't listen either. So it don't matter. <laughs> my wife does, and she is beautiful and humble. <laughs> I she should have said, really. "I think of your wife." She, <laughs> she is really, uh, but you know, it's well. My wife makes excellent choices <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, one time she did. Um, so you know, being being a humble leader is so important because people can see through that. They can see through the garbage that you're that you're spewing, and when you stand up there, especially uh, as a small church pastor, when you stand in front of the, the congregation, thinking that you've arrived, uh, you are leading people down a bad, bad path, yeah. and um, and you've convinced yourself of a lie uh, because when you start to lose that that humble leadership, then you know that's where Satan gets into your mind and yeah. starts starts. You know, giving you that that inflated ego, and then you become what my next point is an egomaniac. Uh, you get some that just go beyond just, hey, I'm good. I'm good at what I do. I I, I feel like I am good at, at being a pastor. I don't think I'm very good at being a preacher, but I think I'm pretty good at being a pastor. And and so you know, I could sit up there and go, man, I I'm, I'm the greatest pastor ever. I'm the greatest pastor this church has ever seen. Man, I couldn't even carry the Bible of some of the, the mm-hmm. saints that have gone before me in this church. And, and so, uh, but you get these egomaniacs. I felt something on that one, man. <laughs> you get these egomaniacs that come through, man, and they, it's about them. It's no longer about Jesus. It's about them. And 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 I don't know if you guys have experienced having. Uh, you know, people maybe you know or you've seen pastors that have been just complete egomaniacs Me. where, where they make people stand up when they walk into the room and, uh, you know, it's, you know, kind of crazy uh, behavior. I've been that guy. You've made people stand up when you walked in the room? No, people have st- stood up because they felt my presence <laughs> when I walked in. No, I've definitely been that egomaniac pastor, man, and especially as a younger pastor uh, when, that saw some results fairly quickly. You know, you start thinking, you start looking at numbers and percentages of growth. And, man, like I, I was already booking my speaking tour, my <laughs> New York Times bestselling author speaking tour. And I that's one, a big struggle that I have is, is pride and selfish ambition. And I'm praying and hoping that God takes that out of my life. And, and he's, he's brought some people around me to help take that out. But. <laughs> This is welcome, Lord. I, <laughs> yeah, this is something something I definitely struggle with. Yeah, and, and it's not it's not an easy it's not an easy hill to climb. Um, you know, once you allow that ego to to get inflated, I mean, your head is so big you can't. I mean, I got a big head anyway, but once it gets inflated, uh, I can't get through the doors to my sanctuary. And we got it's rough. Yeah, yeah. And it's 
the walking the line between having enough self confidence to get things accomplished and to move here because you mm-hmm. need a little self confidence, right? Um, to to lead. If yeah. people don't want to follow a weak leader, yeah, you don't need let, you don't need to be Eeyore. Yes. Oh no. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for noticing me. Yeah. Uh, but. Not allowing it to become egomaniatic or a false humility, which pe- turns people off too, yeah. uh, and and they can see yeah. through that. It's not you know they can I, see. I personally, through. I'd rather follow an egomaniac than somebody who's falsely humble. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. At least I know I know that person. Right. I, I know that person is is got an ego that mm-hmm. I will go out of my way to make him check it. Um, <laughs> but you yeah. know it, it is in. But I don't. I don't want to be either. I mean, I don't want to be a false humble. I want to be a humble leader. I want yeah. to, because I know that it's not a, it's, first of all, it's not about us. It's about Jesus. Everything we do should be pointing people to Jesus. And, and, and I don't want, I don't want myself to be a hindrance or a stumbling block to anybody. And so even on Sundays when I get up there, I know that it's not all me. I mean, I got a great worship team that, that sets a table for the service and I got great welcoming committee that is, you know, reaching people as they come through the door. And, you know, there's so many, so many welcoming committee. I got, I got quite a few people that I've been trying to put a party planning committee together at our church and it hasn't quite worked out the way that I want it to yet, but this guy's got a welcome committee, man. I like it. Well, I mean, it's two people. That's a committee. That's a committee. <laughs> that's a committee. That's a, that's a group of people. I mean, it's more than two. But, uh, you know, we got it, – it takes a team. And mm-hmm. when when you're a humble leader, you understand that it takes a team. And, and so when – even in a, in a small church, it doesn't matter how small it is, it takes a team of people, right? You've got, you've got uh, so many people that are part of that. I mean, even if it's – I know we have a small church in our denomination that the pastor does – the announcement, the welcome, the announcements, the offering, uh, leads the singing, but still he has, he has, uh, when you're moving the mic, it's spiking and it's going boom, boom, boom. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. I'm not moving the mic anymore. <laughs> so even when, uh, he, he, it's not all him. He's got a piano player. So it's not all him. Right. He has somebody else that's, that's doing the thing on the team. So no matter how small your church is, it's a team of people, and so you you have to be humble enough to understand that it's you're not as good as you think you are. Now, on the flip side of that, you're not as bad as you think you well, are either. Before we switch into that, you're not as bad part. I think that it's important at this juncture to also say you're not as good of a preacher as you think you are. Work on being a better preacher. Yeah, you're yeah. not as good of a follow up person as you think you are. Work on getting better at follow up. You're not as good of a husband as you think you are. Work on being a better husband. And oftentimes we think we've arrived. And this is one struggle that I get when I work with other pastors, particularly when it comes to preaching, because we all get, like, super sensitive over our preaching. But we could all be better. Yeah. Like, that's just a reality. We can all be better. And, you know, for every time that you think that you're the, the bee's knees, you got to remember that there's somebody else that's the wasp's knees that's next door to you or whatever, like, right? Like, that we can all be better. And so... I think humility goes more than just realizing that I'm not that all that humility also goes into realizing that I need to work to get better at what I'm doing. Sure. I think sometimes we think we turn humility into like putting the car in neutral Mm -hmm. and like I'm not driving anywhere and I'm not retreating. I'm not backing up, but the car's just in neutral. When I, I think biblical humility is not neutral. Biblical humility is moving forward, knowing who is the one that's helping drive you forward. Like Paul the Apostle, he was fairly humble, 
But he also said, I worked harder than anybody to do this, yet not I, but the grace of God that worked in me. And so, Pastor, if you're out here, man, listening, you're you're not as good of a preacher as you think you are. You're not as good of a pastor as you think you are. You're not as good of a, a counselor as you think you are. And that's okay, but don't be scared to work on it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have – so in our denomination, I wasn't really going to talk about this, but I figured I should anyway because I don't know if anybody from my denomination listens. But they do. They follow so it. They, saw they, they should. On Facebook. They, they really should. Um, <laughs> but – we have we have instituted something I think two years ago called we call them um, equipping units. So these are things that that we have asked our pastors to continuously do. You have to do ten a year. Now you get four for going to one thing, three to go to something else. You know, mm-hmm. one for reading a book. And, and so there, there's certain things that you can do to earn these points. It doesn't take much effort to really to get ten. Um, and, and when I had some pastors push back on this with me, saying that that wow, we shouldn't have to do this. I'm like, you know, but you haven't arrived. You haven't, yeah. there's always something that we can do to improve on, on what we're doing. I want to be the best pastor I can possibly be. That means I've got to continuously learn. Plus mm-hmm. things change. You know, we don't do ministry yeah. today like we did it even 10 years ago. There are yeah. so many things that we need to learn how to do. Bro, COVID era. We right. don't do it like we did one year ago. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have to continuously learn so that we can be a better version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, they push back on these equipping units. But I'm like, listen, these are great things. These are things that are helping you, equipping you yeah. to do the ministry. Well, I only use God's word and the Holy Spirit. Well, la-di-da for you. But you know what? You can't open PowerPoint. <laughs> Right. 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 So so I mean you've got to be able to learn how to do things to to improve yeah. yourself. And Jesus walked around the earth and he spoke in Aramaic. And the the inspired authoritative gospels that we have are written in Greek. Somebody had to learn both of those languages and be yeah. able to, in order for us to have like don't hit me with that super spiritual bull yeah. crap, man. Yeah. And I went a whole it, episode last episode without saying poop because you told me we're trying to be more professional. We're trying so to I be more say professional. <laughs> And that's a, the poop counter. That's three right now that I've just said it. But at the end of the day, man, I, I get sick and tired of getting around pastors who are like, well, I'm just trying to be faithful, but they're doing nothing. Yeah. That's the, that's the pastor that took the talent and buried it. And Jesus didn't say that person was faithful. He said they were a wicked and faithless servant. Yeah. He said, you knew that I harvested where I hadn't planted and all of that. You should have went out and at least gave me interest on my stuff. And I think pastors, man, this is this, this pride that we, we cover up with biblical language, but it's really pride. Like I'm too arrogant and too prideful and too darn stubborn to learn something new. Like it is, it is time for us to realize we have been given a charge to go out and to go into all the world. That means all the digital world. That means all the leadership world. That means sometimes you got to read a book. That means sometimes the best book you can get through doesn't require crayons. Like we've got to work, man. We've got a job to do. We've got eternity's too long. And life is too short for us to not take our calling seriously. Okay, I'm glad he didn't give an altar call because I would have to answer that. So, <laughs> so um, let's switch. Now, he's absolutely since right. I've told you guys that you're just terrible, maybe we should go to the second statement of this today. You're... <laughs> He's he's down on his knees and praying. (laughs) He'll be down. He'll be on his face before the Lord for the remainder of this podcast episode. So so the second part of this was uh, you're not as bad as you think you are either. So many pastors out there, and I've talked to them. I'm sure you guys have talked to them, where they have just been beat down. And and I just I can't get over 
how people think they can treat pastors. Mm -hmm. You don't treat your boss that way, Mm -hmm. but yet you come into the church and you think that God's servant is supposed to be treated that way. Mm -hmm. And and so so, so many of our pastors, especially this last year with COVID, has been difficult for a lot of churches. And, And so... Uh, you know, every and I and I've said this to my congregation. I stood in front of them and I said, "Listen, every decision and every policy and everything that I have instituted over the last year has been scrutinized, criticized, analyzed, and, and it's been beat up. It's been thrown around. It's been tossed about by me. And and, and mm-hmm. I already understand these things, but these are the things that we're going to do, and yeah. I understand that. But some people." They think that it's their right to destroy a pastor because they didn't get their way or yeah. because of, you know, we talked about the last podcast, you know, they're afraid they're losing their perceived power because this pastor is trying to do something different. So they just think they can go out and just tear down a pastor. And, and the pastors are, are hearing this. And, and we said this at, at the top of this one, the thoughts that you hear are the thoughts that you're going to believe. Yeah. And we need new thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So well, pastor that's listening. Your life is dope. Your life you do is dope, dope things, and you do dope things. Yeah, because you're doing it. You're doing it for Jesus Christ, bro. And come so, on now. So come how on. can you not? How can you not look at your life and say? I mean, if you don't want to use the word dope, don't. My life is great, and I do great things. That's it. My life is awesome, and I do awesome things. I, I do I awesome things. You know, whatever. do use whatever word you want to use. I think it's funny to say, you know, dope. You got some old <laughs> dude that's calling saying, yeah, "I'm dope," uh, <laughs> and I do dope things, and so. You call it what you want to do. We need new thoughts. We need to change our thought pattern because, and I'll tell you what, though, man, I I highly recommend Soundtracks by John Acuff yeah. because this book has, it's really made me think about a lot of the things because, look, I'm a, I'm a chubby fella, right? I'm, I'm on the husky side of things, and I understand you that. You know, we've got a podcast episode that you should listen to about healthy pastors. Healthy pastor. <laughs> And, and, and I am, and I have, and, uh, but I'm, I'm a Husky. I've always been big boned, right? So that's what we'll go with big boned. But, you know, I look at this and I think, okay, uh, you know, you know, people think that this about me or think that about me, you know what? No, my life is dope. I do dope things. We got to continuously give ourselves the positive. The negative is there. The negative is going to beat us down all the time. There is nothing that you can do about stopping the people throwing negative at you. But you got to stop throwing negative at yourself. Mm, come on, and, say and start, that again. Now you got to stop throwing negative at yourself. Mm. You've got to start throwing some positive your mm. way. You're not as bad as you think you are. And I know there's pastors out there that just think, "Man, I, I have taken my church from 120 to 70. Mm-hmm. I am a loser." No, you're not. There was a reason why those people were taken away. Absolutely. There's a reason why those people left your church. And sometimes it's a good thing. It's a good thing that people have left your church because who knows what they were going to start. I had some people. Every healthy body needs a bowel movement. (laughs) That's another one. So we've had, you know, we've had people leave the church and I, and I look at them and I love them, but it's okay. It's okay because I know that they're going to be fed wherever they're going and we're going to continue to reach the community here. And, And we don't stop doing what we're doing because somebody leaves let them go. Yeah. You know, I disagree with why they left, but hey, that's on them. That's not on me. I don't take it personal. It, it's it's on them. We've got to continuously change our thoughts. Give ourselves positive thoughts. Uh, wake up every morning and just say, God, thank you for another day. And then get after it. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you go to bed at night, say, God, thank you for this great day. And, and get some rest. And the next morning, do it again. Get after it. Because we, we, have, we have got to change our thought, thought patterns. And, and, and here's some places where this hits us as pastors. 
that sermon didn't go the way you thought it would in your head. How many? I don't think it ever has. How many times have you gotten a text message from me, guys, where I've said, <laughs> "Man, last week I was the bomb. This week I bombed." Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and we start thinking, guys. The, the truth is, you're not as bad as you think you are. That sermon wasn't as bad as you thought it was. Did you faithfully preach God's word, even though it may have sounded like you didn't? Your mouth and your brain weren't connected. Hey, you did. You, we've been called to obedience, not outcome. Ooh. That's pretty good. And, and for me, the That's, sermons I said, man, I, this was a great sermon. It was flowing. And I, I'm waiting to bask in the glow of, uh, uh, of all the accusations that's uh, coming my way. Nothing. It's the ones I go, nobody's coming back next week. This is the worst sermon ever. Yeah. Oh, that was so great. I needed that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Again, it wasn't as bad as you thought, thought it was. It, was. Right. it wasn't Maybe as good as I thought it you was. You come out of those leadership meetings where it just was terrible. It's not as bad as you think it is, and you're not as bad of a leader as you think it is. Yeah. You just mentioned you may have had 100 people, and now you've got 70 people. It is literally a global pandemic. And let me tell you something, Pastor. Those numbers that your pastor friends are telling you are freaking wrong. They're, They're not lying. True. <laughs> They're lying. They do not have 300 yeah, people like, watching just, online. Just just trust me, man. Like, And I don't want to be like, oh, bro, you're saying everybody's telling a lie. I'm not saying everybody's telling a lie. I am just saying that they may be evangelistic numbers. Uh, so I'll just say it that way. Like, this is – ministry's tough for everybody right now. Like, it's not as bad as you think it is. You're not as bad as you think you are. Like, stop wallowing in this martyr complex of woe is me and realize that your life is dope and you do dope freaking things. That's right. That's right. Now, the other thing that we have to remember is we're called to this. Mm -hmm. You were called to be this pastor. Mm -hmm. I assume. It's not always safe to assume that. Sometimes mm -hmm. people just want to become pastors so they can get rich. <laughs> Bless their pee-picking hearts. See, see, that's 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 <laughs> that one of those. Hasn't been my experience. That's one that, of those jokes. You know, you guys can start laugh now, right? We'll put the laugh track in Do it, later. Jesus. <laughs> so, so, but some people, I don't know why they would choose this profession, but uh, you know, if you're not called to it, you are dealing with a lot of struggles that that are go beyond being a pastor, mm -hmm. reg, just a regular pastor struggles. You're dealing with a lot more. Uh, so as a pastor, if you've been called to this, remember you've been called to this. Mm -hmm. There is a reason why you're in this chair that you're in or why you're in the pulpit that you're in. It's because God has picked you to lead his flock. And, and no matter how bad you think you are, God is mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. And he is the one that picked you. He's not and wrong. God be forth. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. and, I felt something on that. If God God is not wrong, then your thoughts are wrong. Going mm. back to changing your mm. thoughts, God called you to this. Stand by that. Stand strong in that because God is not wrong. Mm. You are. If you think, well, I'm just not this. And, you know, I've had a pastor tell me that every day in the shower he's contemplating resigning, and I'm like, every day he goes every single day, and I'm like, man. You got to change your thoughts, man. I got a book for you, yeah. uh, but he's, you got to change I, that thought, the, the thinking, you. because you have been called by God to lead his flock. Now he, he may come to you later and tell you, Hey, I need you to go to this other flock. And I got somebody else that's going to come in here. Um, which is what happened here. The, the guy that was here before me, he felt it was time for him to step by that God has, has said, Hey, go. And he went to a church that needed his help. Mm -hmm. Well, he was the guy here and they went from a large number down to a small number and didn't understand why. And, and I called him four months after I became the pastor here and I thanked him for weeding out the people that he weeded out because I would have punched one of them. 
I was not, I did not go through charm school, right? I, and, and so I was like, I don't know if you understood why you were called to this church to do the things that you did and looking at the numbers, seeing them go down every other week. But what you did prepared the way for me, a new pastor coming straight out of the military to come in to the people that were here that were uh, such a blessing to me. So when we think that, that, that we are bad, that we are horrible, remember you're called to this. Hmm. There's something powerful about the call. Absolutely. There's something powerful about it. And, man, my encouragement to you pastors that are listening to this is go back to your call. Remember that time when God specifically was dealing with your heart on your call. We, Joey and I just got back from a prayer summit, and one of the powerful times in this prayer summit was there was about 60 of us pastors from around the country there, and we, uh, we had to stand up and turn our salvation night or day whenever you got saved into a prayer. And so mine was, God, I, I remember when I was there outside of, the, of that church in the parking lot and you sent Brett out to meet me. Like, thank you so much for sending him out to meet me. I think some of our, our, our listeners need to have a, a time of reminiscence when they remember when God called them and maybe turn that into a prayer. Like, God, I, I remember that day when I had just gotten off of work and I'm sitting on the corner of my bed and I'm tired and I remember like just this distinct impression in my heart that you were calling me to ministry to serve your people. Thank you for that day. Like, it's a privilege, y'all, that we get to serve God in this capacity. Like, we get, we literally, people are looking to us to help guide their souls. Like, wow. (laughs) Holy wow, man. That can be stressful. That can be stressful. And that's why so many people feel like they're just not good enough. And, and and they aren't, but you're not as bad as you think you are. You're not as bad as you think Uh, you are. And it is a holy calling. And you're not going to get rich. Um, you, well, you, not on this side. Probably, huh? probably when you go with me to the other side, huh? probably not going to get rich. Jordan I mean, there, there are some. Oh, glory! Sorry, there are some pastors that have gotten rich. I do not have a plane on my own, nor would I want one because because <laughs> helicopters are cooler. I don't like flying. Um, <laughs> that freaking Air Force vet doesn't like flying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and my last point that I wanted to put on on you're not as bad as you think you are is you've been equipped by God with a vision. Mm-hmm. Go after that vision. Don't just don't just go through the motions. Because I know I know there's times where I've gone through the motions. I've been like, man, I just I'm gonna do my sermon. I know I know. Okay, Monday is uh, I'm hanging out with Brian and Joey, gonna do the podcast. Tuesday I'm gonna work on my sermon. Wednesday I've got the little bit of sermon, mostly Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, Tuesday I'm going to uh, or Thursday I'm gonna finish up my sermon. Friday I'm off. Saturday gonna do whatever I need to do. Sunday gonna preach. Moat. I mean, it's like the movie Groundhog Day sometimes, mm-hmm. and we can go through the motions. Bing. We can go through the motions over and Ryerson, over and over. Ned Ryerson, and we can we can get stuck in that trap. But we've got to understand we've been equipped by God with a vision, and, and we can't just take that vision lightly. We've got to get after it. We've got to go for it and understand that that if if God has called us to it, He's going to get us through those things. He's going to help us work that. He's going to give us what we need, all the resources that we need. We have 24 hours in a day because God said that's all we needed. Um, and so we just, we're bad at time management. And, uh, but we, we have to be understanding that we are equipped with a vision. We can't just let it slide. Yeah, we're not as, Pastor, you're not as bad as you think you are. That's right. There may be times where you just feel awful, you feel horrible. And those are the times where you've got to sit back and say, my life is dope and I do dope things. And if you can't manufacture enough serotonin to feel that way, no shame in going to a counselor. Not at all. No shame not in at getting all. 
help that way. No shame in taking medication. No shame at all in that. Ministry's tough, and it can beat beat the best of us down. I think it's important to get the get the professional help that you need. Maybe it's therapy. Maybe it's a coach, which is not counseling. It's a coach. Yeah, it's just somebody that can help you through with the vision and the strategy and mm-hmm. and the day to day stuff. And so you know, look into those types of things. The coaching uh, thing, uh, offices off. That things that are offered out there for pastoral coaching. Yeah. You, know, you just Google pastoral coaching. Or you could just one. go to facebook.com slash small church leadership and you can reach out to us. We'd be glad to help coach you along Absolutely. the journey. So, guys, thanks for sharing today. Like, Colby, thanks for taking the, the wheel and leading us in this episode. I felt like Joey didn't talk much. I don't think he did. We'll have to make him pay for it on the next one. Yeah. We'll make him pay for it. So, i tell you what Joey could do, though. He could tell our, our listeners the most important thing that they will ever hear today. What's that, Joey? If you will go to wherever you're getting this podcast and give us a five-star rating. Now, uh, Kobe tells you to do whatever uh, you feel we deserve, but I'm going to tell you, I think we deserve a five-star. That's and what I, God that's says. Not, I hope that's not being uh, uh, not You're humble. That's that, that, yeah, good. It works. It okay. Works. So I'm just going to say this. If you don't give us a five-star rating, please do. <laughs> <laughs> so also, you can find us on Facebook. If you go to that search bar on your mobile app and type in Small Church Leadership, you can find us that place there. We'd love to connect with you that way. Man, we appreciate all of you guys. Thanks for listening. This has been the Small Church Leadership Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Joey. And I'm still Colby. And he's still Colby. Guys, we hope that this episode has helped you out. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.